Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Another Friday night, same neon lights, and here we are. This ain't the first time you and I got this close and gone too far. It always ends the same way every other time. Yeah, you cut me loose like a fish on a line. You say we're having fun, just want to be friends. You're not Could have fooled me by the look in your eyes and the smile on your face as you want to be mine. With your head on my chest and your hand on my arm, you don't act like a girl with a broken heart. This ain't a thing, you're just blowing off steam. Girl, you could have fooled me. Something new Just want to drink and dance But every vibe, every sign Every maker's own eyes Says give us a chance I feel it in my bones Yeah, I know it's true But if you say you don't feel it too You could have fooled me in your eyes and a smile on your face says you want to be mine with your head on my chest and your hand on my arm you don't act like a girl with a broken heart this ain't a thing and you're just blowing off steam Welcome to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. That was Shelby Lee Lowe and his single, Could Have Fooled Me. Hi, Carl and Greg. How are you guys doing today? Hey, how are you? I'm good. Hey, guys. Hi, everyone. 
<laughs> you making we're, fun of my optimism? No, we're always so upbeat. We're upbeat when we start. By the time we're done, I, I don't <laughs> think it, there are any promises made. I, I, I have like one, hi, Carl. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Greg. And then I'm done. <laughs> then, <laughs> that's, the, that's the extent. <laughs> that's the extent of my upbeatness. Now it's like, what am I, what, why are we bothering doing this? Mm, and by the end of it, you've got like eight new rules to your list and whatnot. What you think? What you guys think of Shelby? I liked him. I thought he. What I loved about him is like again. I hope people don't take offense by my little observations of things, but I felt it sounded like seventies country, but like authentic seventies country. Yeah. You know, I think, like, his, I think his sound has changed. I have a very strange kind of background story on Shelby. I only met him briefly once. Um, actually, he has been. Um, a friend through social networks uh, to my wife and to my daughter for a number of years. He uh, turns out uh, he's been at this. He's been at his career for quite some time. And for several years, I think he worked a day job at the buckle store. And I think he actually met my wife and daughter while they were shopping in the buckle store. And I think it's kind of a, a cool testament to uh, how hard folks work in order to support and in order to network their careers. I mean, he's been at this a long, long time. And I he think it's sound like changed he's, he's, a little bit. Like he's 70. He's like, no, no, no. He's I mean, only like in, in his late 20s. Yeah, he's really. probably in his late 20s. But, I mean, he's been working uh, to support his, quotes music career for uh, a long, long time, and I think his sound has changed a little bit. I think he, uh, I think he sounded good. So uh, it's just, you know, we always talk about how networking and like kind of who you know. Well, this guy is a master networker, and he's even worked his way onto the ninety four twenty podcast by virtue of a social network connection that he made five years ago or seven years ago. So a new segment we're going to introduce. We even got music for it. It's going to be Carl's Rules, and this is the music for Carl's Rules. It's very <laughs> finite. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Yep. So with what you just said, I think another rule is never network. <laughs> If you're an artist and you're trying to no <laughs> network, network, you know, there's no, no networking, no networking, please. No, no promotion, no networking. To everyone who's listening, I've been cultivating a list of do's and don'ts, Carl's rules. I like that. This week, <laughs> never network. Yeah. Never network. This week, Carl this says, week. never network. Never, it's come on. What's networking? Please, I think we need a t shirt for each rule as well. Next, I was thinking know. more of a canvas that he could just write on each week. <laughs> next day, next you're gonna tell me you gotta, you know, you gotta hang flyers and stuff. Come on, never network. Anyway. I like it. I like the uh, what is that, onomatopoeia, or is that alliteration? Alliteration, alliteration. alliteration. yeah, never network. So that's it. That's today's rule. So, yeah, but yes, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I've got more tunes by by Shelby, you know, later in the show. Feature some more. But, th but this week, you know, what are we going to talk about? We have kind of a topic, actually. We do. Uh oh, we're, we're getting, we're getting like real pro at this, having mm. consistent topics and consistent topics, the rules, uh, the music. It's all coming together. It's very pro. <laughs> very pro. <laughs> Well, this week, um, we wanted to kind of dive into uh, talking about record labels and if they're even kind of even needed right now. 
it was something I was thinking about. When I was doing this, I hate the, I hate these phrases, but back in the day, when, when, I, when, when I was doing this, there was a path. There was a path as an artist. Basically, you put your band together. Usually you have to have a band. You write some songs, and then you go into the studio, and you make some demos. And then you get the demos. Once you get the demos, the next step was you wanted to get them to the record company, to an A&R guy, and uh, either get it to him or have him come down so you play and get him, you know, and to get a record deal. So that's how you get your career launched. That Today, that doesn't happen really anymore that way. Because we were even saying, Greg, when I was younger, A&R guys, I live in New York, that was their job. Their job was to every like five nights a week, they'd be in the clubs, you know, and, and they'd be coming to see bands. And A&R guys actually came up to me and go, hey, man, I was here. There's another band, but so you're set and blah, blah, blah. Really cool. Here's my card, blah, blah. And things started. Yep. So does that happen No, anymore? I don't think it exists that much anymore. I mean, of course, if I'm ex- ensconced at a, at a record label where there are some resources that I could bring to bear and actually help somebody along the way, maybe help them record an album, help them release an album, help them um, kind of work the streaming services and get on the choice playlist. If I could do that, there are still people that work for labels that they can make that happen for deserving people. I think the reason I don't like this topic is because there is like an amnesia inside the industry that doesn't allow people in the industry to recognize or to realize, maybe it's a sense of denial, that they're no longer selling a physical product. And the fact of the matter is that a lot of the importance of their jobs relied upon the idea that you could actually make money making music on behalf of the record label. And it's like, that doesn't seem to be existing right now, but yet people won't, they won't recognize it. I just thought of a, a stupid story that's somewhat related. When I was doing this, I was, I was playing, um, I think it was uh, this place called the Cat Club. It was kind of a big, bigger club in, in the city back in the 80s. And this guy from Epic Records came down. I'm not going to mention his name. He had a guy with him, right? He was the head of A&R of Epic, you know, back then. And this buddy he had with him was this guy, Steve Holly. Steve Holly at one was one at one time was a drummer in Wings with Paul McCartney, right? So we did this big show, and, and after the show, we went out for drinks down the block, and Steve came, and the A and R guy came, and we're talking, and I had all these great questions for Steve Holly because he just played with Paul McCartney, and he's you know he. So we're sitting there and talking, and I'm, we're getting along, and we're I think wow, this is great, you know. Because maybe we'll meet McCartney and he'll you know, all this kind of nonsense, you know. Like we were networking, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, going against your and, rule. Um, yeah, going totally well, that's why I I, I form a new rule now. Mm. So anyway, so anyway, one thing led to another. We go, you know, that's it. I go, what a great night, right? The, the next day, right? We get I get a call, right? And it's Steve Holly. I go, holy cow, Steve Holly's giving me a call, right? He goes, and like, he goes, hey, Carl, what's going on, man? I had a great night last night. He goes, hey, yeah, thanks, Steve. I'm thinking he's going to, I don't know, ask me to come out. I don't know what I'm thinking he's going to ask me, right? Mm-hmm. He goes, so after this big, like, you know, baloney, he goes, did I leave my jacket in your car? <laughs> <laughs> That was it. He had this night suit jacket that he lost, and his he left the jacket in my car. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, that's. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I guess that position used. It's kind of a, you know, we're going to make you a star, kid. You know that kind of stuff. I guess a certain amount of that stuff. Those guys, you know, 
some of them had the Midas touch and there was a period of time where they could, no, but then again, they could you waltz know, you through but then the again, process. Right? That happened with that kind of happened with you, you know, in a lesser way. You know, you worked for CSAC at the time. Yeah. You just happened to be in a club one day and you saw me play and you just met my manager and that's how yeah. we started. Well, I absolutely so, pursued so that you because I thought that, you know, I thought that I was just uh, ahead of the game and I thought that, you know, you would be uh, discovered and that your stuff would be in the pipeline and the performances would be created and I would be able to basically recoup uh, the, right. uh, you know, the, the, the resources. But, that, so, but so, that doesn't happen anymore, really. I, I don't think a lot of that happens anymore. And, uh, you know, it's like, well, go ahead. I was going to say, how much do you think social media um, and streaming have kind of affected the not necessarily the authority that record labels have, but like the job of like that A and R and discovery type aspect that the that that in person stuff from back in the day kind of had an effect on. Um, I, I you know I don't know. I mean, I, my my feeling is that you know the, certainly the labels um, are they are stakeholders in the streaming uh, situation. So I mean, they certainly have an interest in the artists that they sign to the label, uh, they have an interest in those artists appearing in certain playlists, particularly playlists that they sponsor and they have some impact on creating. But for me, uh, if I were an artist today, uh, pursuing a major record label deal, that would be on my back burner. Well, that, that, that it is. I was going to say, and Carl, weren't we talking too about like record labels not highlighting the artists that they have signed recently where like they may be known to us, but like they're not necessarily known to mainstream yet when they are signed? Because we were having that conversation maybe a couple of days ago about like, even though we know that this one person who we're not going to name is signed, like no one else knows her. Right. I don't know if that's possibly because of what's going on with the pandemic. Because I feel still this these days, the next move, if you have a lot of streams or you built up enough of a fan base yourself, you know, grassroots, that you do get the attention of a label and they do sign you and they put out your record, then the next logical step is to get you on a tour. You know, to put you opening up with someone of some notoriety and put you know, and you get your name around the country. You know, that's and that's how you play the radio too. Like you open up for like, you know. So because maybe that's not happening, maybe that's why a lot of stuff is on hold right now. Like right now, it's probably a bad time to get signed. Almost, if you think. Oh, about I think the, also that I, I think one aspect of A and R that does still exist is that the these companies still play games with regard to development deals and actually kind of trying to scoop one another on the artists that are intriguing, the artists that have potential, the artists that are making some waves or garnering some audience uh they there's always like a kind of a grab for those artists so uh you might not necessarily have a strategic plan to make that artist that we're discussing uh a household name but you sure as hell don't want the major label across town to actually sign her to a development deal when you had the ability to do the same thing for the same or less money so they do still kind of compete with one another for the next new thing. Now, whether or not they're going to put m money, resources, time, energy, uh, and discovery behind those artists once they sign them to a deal, that's anybody's guess. 
Well, you know what I think we should do? Mm. Let's play another tune by Shelby. Yes, because yeah. I'm depressed by this major label. And then, and then after that, we'll t- we'll get back and hear with some of our because because we had we asked the same question to a few artists and we got some replies. Oh, yeah. I'll be interested to hear what they. Have so this is what, what's the next song? Something in me. Oh, something in me. Okay. Okay. So here's another song by Shelby. Desperado How can you fall for highway hard Who'd have thought all my tomorrows Would be waking up in my two arms But baby
Yeah, that's uh, I I really love the drum track on that. Uh, well, it's kind of very throwback, very like, throwback, and very kind of like nice and warm and wet. That seventies laid back L.A. sway, yeah. right? Yeah, very cool. Yeah, I, I like pedal it. steel. Yeah, I love all that stuff. You know, he did a good job on it. Shout out to Shelby. You want to get to the question of the week? There you go. Um, so I don't know. We thought that this was a good topic to get some actual artists to potentially answer. Um, and what we've asked them is, as an artist, are you actively pursuing a major label record deal? Um, or if that's kind of like the end goal of what they're doing. Interesting, so, interesting that they might not even want to admit it, but we'll see what they say. Let's, uh, let's start with Molly. Yeah. This is Molly Lovett. Molly Lovett. Okay, here's what Molly had to say about that. A record deal is definitely a goal and something for the future. Um, right now I'm trying to build my brand as best I can and get my name out there, my music out there, and uh, kind of wait until the major labels are coming after me, not me pursuing them so much. Um, so that's kind of my philosophy on it. And uh, hopefully I'll, I'll keep working hard and that'll happen someday. Well, she's right. Yeah, you know, uh, it's very exactly. down to earth. Very down to earth. No, but she's right. Wait for the, you know, wait for they. If you have them come to her, you know, make enough of a noise where you know they come to her. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to tell people that, but that's actually the truth. It's like you do not have to worry about chasing the music industry if you're doing something compelling. The music industry will chase you. Right, and that's just, well, that's just in life, you know. Um, so you want to hear another one? Yeah. Um, who, who do we have now? Who's who, who's next? It's uh, uh, Mike Koya, I believe is his last name. Okay, let's see what Mike had to say. I'm not so much actively pursuing a record label all the time as I am actively pursuing uh, just teaming up and partnering with people that are just as passionate and that care just as much about the project and the music as I do. I think it's really important uh, to g climb that mountain of the music industry with other like-minded uh, passionate people that love what they do just as much as I do. Um, whether that be a record label or an agency or just some friends um, that, that love the music as much as I do, I think that having that team of people is really important. And I think that's worth pursuing actively more so than um, a record label or a different team that you think that might benefit you the most. Okay. Yep. It's another another thoughtful response, right? How are people now, artists today, gauging their growth or, or their success as an artist? Well, I, well, not monetarily, to be honest with you. We have another question, uh, another answer. This is from Megan VK. Yes. Cool. Is that her last name, VK? Well, she has a very long last name, so she shortened it. Let's see what Megan VK had to say. Hey, Megan VK here. Uh, I can't say I am actively looking for a major label at the moment. I understand that major labels are looking for artists who already have a big following or a hit, and that's okay. That's understandable, because why would they take that risk if they didn't need to? Um, so instead of chasing a label, my thinking is to make the best music I can and promote it as best that I can. And if I get to that level where a label comes to me because I've made that big hit or gained that big following, then that's great. But I think in today's world as an independent artist, I can certainly float my own boat for now on my own terms for now, if that makes sense. Um, it's kind of like being in the smaller boat. It might be harder to steer in those larger waters and it's way more work in this little boat, but it's what I'm going to make of it. And I feel like a major label is kind of like the cruise ship. It's cushy, it's smooth sailing, 
But unless I bring enough to the table to have some pull in the relationship, um, then I'm basically just along for the ride. And that's just my two cents. There you go. And she, again, I like she, the metaphor. Another, yeah. Well, well you know, like, well, well, oh, there's, there's, there's my rule. Never use metaphors when explaining what you're doing. <laughs> what do you mean? What, what boat? What boat? No, no, it's, it's actually a really good metaphor. Uh, the so idea I, that I'm, the I'm major label is the cruise ship, because we all know how hellish those are. <laughs> right, I, I, I like you can't wait to get off those, I, man. I, I like, yeah, I mean, you know, people wind up missing on every cruise. You know, it's like oh, I'm drunk, jumping ship, baby. Right. <laughs> uh, <sighs> so Megan wins the award for the best metaphor of the episode. The question of the week, yeah. yeah. So, do we have a prize? Uh, send her uh, a send coffee her a mug. Send her a coffee yeah. mug. All right, Megan, you win a coffee mug. Uh, and what i what i liked about megan's answer too is she really like you can not necessarily that the other ones you couldn't believe but like she really was very articulate and like clearly she's been doing this for a little bit where she knows exactly like what she's gonna do and she's not gonna necessarily let shiny object syndrome steer her away from the goal of creating really good quality music megan wins a a coffee mug and a cruise to the bahamas (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway oh another sterling episode so anything, anything anybody else want to say about anything maybe i'm a little bit uh I've, I've been a little bit um jaded uh this week on my comments about major labels but having worked with them for a long long time um you get disheartened by the idea that hey everybody needs to wake up and recognize that you're not really driving a lot of money into the pockets of the people that provide you the damn services, i.e. the artists. So, you know, stop driving around in the Maseratis and stop acting like you're going to do them some favors so that they can become rock stars. Rock stars are gone. They're not going to happen anymore. Let's just find a way for people to make music and make a little bit of money maybe pay their mortgage every other month. Right. Well, I, I I think for that to happen, you know, is again, my, my ongoing statement that we got to just pull the plug on this internet. If we want the music business to come back, (laughs) if we want any kind of rule, is that a rule? It's it's beyond the rule. It's like, all my rules are stupid, but, but this, but this is a serious thought, you know, that the internet has made it. So we're so polluted with content that no one even can tell what's good anymore i don't know what the answer is you know like you know, hopefully you know what i miss i miss tower records i miss um blockbuster i miss you know i love I mean, walking through blockbuster i miss total request live on the weekend i was wanting to see uh you know some nostalgic television well you would think that i would be able to stream something but I don't particularly like what has been curated for me. I wanted to go through about 50 or 100 box sets and make my own damn decision and give somebody a U.S. dollar for a product. Uh, I didn't have the ability to do that. So yeah, well, I might I, be with you. I, I Let's just turn, it, turn the internet off. Well, I, I disagree with that. I think you know, I have Hulu. I have a lot of these different. So if you look through a lot of these things, you can find something you want to watch. Yeah. You know, between Amazon Prime and Netflix and Hulu. I got all that stuff. I and mean, they don't like what I like. There, If you dig, you can find it, you know, I think. 
I miss the tactile experience of going and looking through stuff. I'm with you. I I, lo- I love discovering a record and and going into like I mean a lot of records where I've been I've been in like Tower Records and heard something playing you know over the speaker. What's that? You know and like and that's how you discovered certain things. And I mean we have indie record stores until the COVID thing. I mean uh, that was an experience uh, that that tends to get on people's nerves sometimes. But I, I do think that that was. You know, that's a bit of a holdout. If you had a large, large indie record store, I think it uh, would be an experience that people would enjoy. Who knows? I ain't got no I ain't got no answers. Pull the plug. I just got rules. Yeah, we just got to live by Carl's rules. Yeah. So you want to like uh, talk us we got another music? Yeah. And then we'll play yeah, uh, we'll have- one last one by, uh, by, by Shelby, Shelby Lowe. Lowe. Yeah, we're going to play uh, You're Not Gone as we end this episode, right? We'll be gone, but the this, this song... Yeah, we'll be gone, but the, the song is the <laughs> You're Not Gone. In his song will not be. Yeah, shout out to Shelby. Give us a shout So you want to talk us out, uh, Nicole? Um, of course. Nicole um, I will talk us out. <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. For everything that we've talked about in this episode, you can go to the show notes at our website, which is 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y. Until next time, we'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. I fooled my feet to think that we're still dancing. My ears believe they hear you when I'm home My eyes still see your face My arms feel your embrace But I can't convince my heart you're not gone I haunt the same old barroom that we used to That jukebox is still plays your favorite song I used to 
crawl in our bed alone. I wake up every night, find I'm sleeping on your side. Cause I can't convince my heart that you're not. 